Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new edition of Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm fresh out the kitchen. Oh, are we allowed to sing that? Uh, I mean, as long as you're not directly pissing on someone, I assume you're fine. Not this episode. <laughs> I'm Josh. Uh, this is a Star Trek podcast, believe it or not. Not a antiquated references podcast starring two old men. What's the difference? <laughs> With this right? one, you get both. <laughs> It's very niche. It's, very Nietzsche. It's, it's, it's very uh, survivor die. It's very Nietzschean. <laughs> I'm a, more of a Jungian. Uh, Jungian, I think. I'm more of called. a Freudian slip kind of guy. Yeah, you want to have sex with dicks. <laughs> Everything's a dick. Everything's dicks, a dick. Dicks, dicks. That is our show, actually. That's true. Uh, That's our other show, too. Everything we do is dicks. <laughs> Wow, was Freud right? He was about that. He also was right about cocaine and how awesome it is. We don't endorse cocaine yet. Nah. Big cocaine, you want to be a sponsor? No, 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 we're good. We're doing a little bit of a side collection here while we uh, collect the oh. ashes of our burned down lives oh and figure out God. where to move forward from here. Oh my God. Uh, we're dipping back into the M-Class Podcast intermission series, The Best of the Rest, where we pull episodes from best of Trek lists the whole internet over and review them between big collections. Yeah, intermission, baby. And this time, we're doing uh, Unification Part 1, and next episode we'll be doing Unification Part 2. So this is a mini collection, actually. Yeah, I don't... Uh, spoilers, they don't unificate. Oh, you fucked it. Now what are we going to talk about uh, for I don't, four I don't hours? Know. Yellow jackets. Uh, this Groucho Marx. <laughs> we were talking about that because I'm extremely old at heart. Such I was an old Gen at heart X child, and I kept getting older as I grew up. <laughs> so Gen X, he likes Groucho Marx. Uh, I'm so greatest generation. I love Groucho <laughs> Marx. Remember when you were in Saving Private Ryan in World War II? The real version? I was actually Private Ryan? Yeah, the real one. Which that that never happened, by the way. I was actually Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's a teacher. <laughs> uh, I got uh, Unification Part 1 and 2 from a top 10 list from Screen Rant. That's the classic site. That's how you find stuff, lists. Uh, all of these are, of course, from best of Trek lists. Um, before we get to the episode, I want to give a massive, massive, massive thank you to everybody who donated to June's Trek Boy Pride pledge drive Woo! for the Trevor Project. It was down to the goddamn wire, but we ended up beating last year's donation total by $15. Kidsaying.aif! <laughs> <laughs> we did it! I was it was touch and go, but it you really guys, was. You pulled it out of the flames and the fire, and we're good to go. Next year, let's beat it by fifteen more dollars. <laughs> if we do that every year, I'll be happy. That's it's good the, enough for me. That's like how the mob nine percent every year the mob grows. Right? The, <laughs> how do you know that, Josh? Uh, no comment. Wink I plead the fifth. <laughs> The uh, the grand total that we got through Patreon that we donated directly to our uh, pledge drive at give.thetrevorproject.org slash mclasspodcast was $1,268. Woo! 
which is pretty goddamn good. But yeah. grand total for this year, including all the direct donations to our pledge drive, was $2,276. Fuck yeah, that's like half of what we've donated total. And 82 cents. <laughs> 82 That's the second time 82 cents has come up today. That's weird. Really? Yeah, I just bought something really expensive. <laughs> jo- oh, God. Um, 82 cents? How could you afford it? <laughs> I had to dig through the couch. And for those who are keeping track of how much better Josh is than me, uh, <laughs> he is now $6 better than me. <laughs> all in total, seven. But yeah, all in total, seven. Because The only reason... I know, be- I know. ...is because I'd had to... Pro- it's a processing fee for yeah, the Yeah, I didn't see car. that, so they had to yeah. use my money for the processing fee because I'm a yeah. piece of shit. So I'm actually way ahead. Yeah, you're way better than me, honestly. Uh, fuck, dude. Holy because shit, we both, uh, We both always add $200 each to the total. Yeah. Uh, if we break the record of the last yeah. year, uh, we always add something, usually a hundred or a hundred and fifty, but we go up to two hundred if we break the record. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to see the record be broken again. Uh, Let's do it again. We'll be doing it again next June. So uh, yeah, we'll be here unless one of us is fucking dead, and then it'll probably just be one of us talking sadly into a <laughs> microphone. <laughs> the saddest podcast on the internet award for two years running. M class sad trombone sound effect. It was cast. it was also the saddest when both of them were on it somehow. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's better now that one of them is dead. I don't know. Let's not think about that too long. <laughs> but I'm gonna live uh, forever. I don't know about you. Our two year total for uh, fundraising for the Trevor Project is four thousand eight hundred and seventy five dollars. That's amazing! Because we use the same fundraising page all year round. So if you could not uh, donate to the Trevor Project through M-Class during the drive, you can do it any other time of the year at give.thetrevorproject.org slash podcast. Do it! And uh, if you don't, you're a rotten egg. I said it. That's the sound effect of you're waking up in the morning not having donated to our charity. Yeah, that's the sound effect of how much you stink. It's your stink, you stink effect. Uh, today we're going to be talking about TNG uh, season five, episode seven, Unification, part one. Mm, it's this the, is like very nineteen ninety one of us. This is the one where they cock tease you with Spock for an entire episode. They Spock tease you. Sp- <laughs> Did you write that down? No, I didn't. Did you did you think of that last night? No, I'm just really smart. Um, Damn, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> I wish I thought of that mediocre joke. <laughs> that was great. That was a good joke. Uh, this episode had its uh, story written by uh, titans of this era of Star Trek. Uh, Robin, Starfire, Bat... Wait, uh, Raven, that's her. <laughs> Bat, I was gonna say Batgirl. She's in. Uh, I don't know if she's ever in the Titans on the in the comics. She's uh, she's anyway. like a newer one, right? Uh, anyway, I'm not trying to get in the comics. We'll be here all day. Yeah, Groucho Marx. But uh, the story was written by Rick Berman and Michael Piller, uh, Titans of the era. Of, Pillars of writing, regardless of uh, how many women Rick Berman made uncomfortable in his career. Every single one. <laughs> I don't doubt that at least once. Yeah, no, that's for, that seems like on brand for him. Mm. Uh, this the teleplay was by Jerry Taylor, who uh, John Larroquette, fun fact of the week, 
Jerry Taylor had Ooh, to write the teleplay and the novelization of this episode at the exact same time and had Why the same deadline. Why is there a novelization of this episode? Uh, I think there's a novelization of like every few episodes of this show. They just write it down in a novel so they don't forget like <laughs> what they wrote. All Star yeah. Trek writers have Alzheimer's. <laughs> they have to memento themselves. <laughs> Yeah. No. Uh, she uh, was tasked with doing the novelization at the same time. Um, she said that that month of her life will live in infamy for the rest of her days because she never slept the entire month. Jesus Christ. Uh, so thank you for your service, Jerry Taylor. Please don't do that again. Yeah. If uh, Yeah. You should probably sleep. It's not good to not sleep. Trust us. Trust us. And she definitely shouldn't be doing it now that she's 85 years old. Maybe maybe it's fine now. You know how like old people wake up at like 3.30 in the morning and That's then they true. go to breakfast? I'm going to be the old man who sleeps in his chair all the time. I've foreseen <laughs> it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> you better get a good-ass chair, dude. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I, it'll, I'll wake up feeling like garbage, but I am going to immediately go back to sleep. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> that's life, man. Wake up, go back to sleep. That's, that's Wake up, grab a brush, and put a little makeup. Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? I wanted to. <laughs> Shit, he wanted to. Uh, this is directed by Les Landau who uh, we all know as the co-producer of T.J. Hooker. Anyway. Um, how, how could we forget? <laughs> the episode begins with uh, our heroes, the Enterprise, uh, <laughs> having to leave a mission to Dorf 1, Space Dorf 1. <laughs> Dorf does space! And uh, they don't get to learn how to golf from a man standing on his knees. They have to... Fleet Admiral Brackett is coming aboard. Fleet Admiral, man. That's that's up there. Uh, that's something. That's... I don't I don't know how these ranks work past a certain point. Well, like, the pips don't match. It should be five... five. Fleet Admiral's, like, the big... That's, like, Principal Admiral. Like Okay, so they're, like, they're like super captains. Yeah, they're like in charge of. They're the, the captains fleet. of admirals. Yes, they're they're the admirals of admirals. Uh, she meets with uh, Captain Picard in his ready room because she doesn't want to speak over subspace. Yeah, there is some crazy shit going on that she doesn't want anyone to know about. Mm -hmm. uh, an ambassador and advisor to Federation leaders for generations has disappeared without a trace and has Who been gone. Who could this be? For three weeks. <laughs> and they figured out through intelligence sources that have a direct photo from the surface of the planet Romulus mm -hmm. that he's there. And they're like, oh my god, he's defected because we're stupid. Yeah. Like, um, like yeah, the well, hero I... of everything he's ever fucking had to do with his entire life. The man who fucking spearheaded the Kittimer Accords, yeah, has defected. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if this is like a writing thing where like they're trying to up the stakes here by making it seem like that's possible, but like 
they would not think that. They would be like, what's Spock up to? Yeah, like, how, what is? what the fuck is Spock like, doing? Something's going on. That would be my first thought. If I was yeah, in Starfleet like, Intelligence. No, Spock's yeah. a red coat now. Spock's he a fucking turncoated on us. Spock's a January 6th now. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, but Picard... Sorry. Picard, sorry, no. Sorry, he is. Okay. <laughs> this That is not the official position of M-Class Podcast. <laughs> we'll find out at the end of the episode if he is. Yeah, I guess that's I true. Know. Although we don't, really. I guess no, we do, sort of. But Picard looks at a distorted image, and they're like, uh, full-on Blade Runner, like, Quadrant B7, enhance. Enhance. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they fucking have this sensor reading from like god, like how far away? Like light years away, right? And they just they enhance it and it enhances. I guess like that's a it's the thing. I mean, we can do that now, right? Yeah, well the thing about that is like if you use a blurry photo that's that blurry and you have AI enhance it, it it's not going to look like the person the photo no, is actually taken of. But maybe in the far-flung like future. Yeah. When there are no jobs for AI to steal, it can actually yeah. do something good. <laughs> so we can go to Ryza and just get our AIs sucked all we day. We can go to Ryza and fuck some AIs. Oh, man, now it's Westworld? Shit. It's Westworld, but good. Because no <laughs> one kills world. you. <laughs> but uh, Picard is perturbed. He's Picard-turbed? Parkour-turbed. Yeah. Uh, because he mind-melded with Sarek in Sarek's last uh, appearance, so he feels this strange connection to Spock that he can't particularly explain. This is like an interesting way to connect the the universes, sort of. It's yeah. a little ham-fisted, but it works. I mean, it makes sense. It's, uh, it's something that I don't think they planned for in the episode with Sarek. Yeah. Where they mind meld. I think this is just when they were writing this episode, they were like, well, that's the perfect in, right? Right. Uh, we don't have to have uh, what Mark Leonard is. I mean, he's the the OG Sarek, right? Yeah. Like, he's the guy from all of all way back when. He is the only man who played Sarek up to this point. He, and, and he's so old that they didn't have to teach him to act crazy. He <laughs> has dementia. He's losing it. He, uh, there's another John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you, is that he took this uh, particular part because he thought it felt um, Shakespearean. It is very Shakespearean. It's like he's, it's very much he's a on play. a yeah he's on a slab like he's yeah. not even like on a bed like well, that's what Vulcan sleep on slabs sleep on fucking altars like Jesus yeah. and cool. he's like rambling madman like yeah um it's it's very um what does he say he says something like. Both are chaos, or something but like he's that. Like, no more chaos. Yeah, no more chaos. But he says something about two, and it's like it, he's talking about like Vulcan and Romulus, right? Like he's yeah. like, it's very, it's it's very Shakespeare. And he took this because of that, and he didn't know he dies. Yeah. Uh, well, they kind of like uh, Spucci went home to his yeah. own planet, him a little well, bit. They he was at a convention like ten years later. And he's like, and they, they, they did that? a screening of the episode, and like he's like, they come back and he was like, "Wow, did not know I died in that episode." You never watched it. You just, I mean, I wouldn't watch it either. No. But uh, and he was like, "That was, 
I feel like that was kind of chintzy to just kill me off off screen. <laughs> Did he say chintzy? It was 1993. Yeah. He could have said chintzy. He, he said it feels very cheap to have killed yeah. Sarek off screen. And I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I, I feel like pomp and circumstance is more of a now thing than it was then in sci-fi where like you have to... Uh, live up to a character's legacy in a way. I don't think that yeah. was particularly a thing at the time. No, I uh, I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been watching Yellow Jackets and the way that some of the character I don't want to spoil anything, but the way that some of the characters die is very like, oh, that totally would happen, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it wouldn't be some big ass fucking thing, you know? Yes, yeah, <laughs> but like, I feel like Sarek should have died on screen. Yeah, you, like he you should have died while Picard was in the room with him. Yeah, he should have sat on a rock on his uh, Octo planet and disappeared into this force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his clothes <laughs> fall on the ground. Because yeah. remember, that's what it happened to the one guy. Yeah, and then like a cock ring falls? What was he doing? What? He was just he was practicing. He was practicing. And then one of those little nuns comes up and like licks it weirdly. I don't know. Something was going on. <laughs> That's our hero, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Luke uh, Guy Man. But um he has to go see Sarek. And uh there's a there's a great little scene. This episode is really good for continuity, by the way. Yeah. There are a lot of little touches throughout this that are very continuity heavy. And the first one is when Picard and Riker are talking about telling Sarek's wife of what's like what's happening, mm-hmm. whether they should or not. And um Picard is like, you know, Sarek is dying and it's his honor to inform him his son may have betrayed the Federation. Yeah. And uh Riker's like, Well, uh, what was the relationship like between Sarek and Spock? Do you know? And he was like, "Well, you you know fathers and sons." And yeah. Riker says, "Understood." Yep. And it's kind of like Picard understands that. Yeah. Too, he like gives him dad. a look after he says yeah. it, and then continues talking. Like, yeah. I thought that was a great little moment yeah. of continuity. Yeah. Because that's uh, it, Riker yeah. channeling Jeff and Josh energy in that scene. Yep. <laughs> Don't need to say anymore, I know. Yep. Yep, got it. Yep. Roger that. <laughs> but uh there's uh, there's a B plot in these episodes that um I feels a little unnecessary, but it doesn't detract or anything. It's like a little mystery story that uh I did gets like solved this. immediately. Yeah, I did but, like this. Um it gives all the other characters something to do that matters and it ties in very heavily to the plot in part two. Yes. So I have nothing against it. I just, uh, I just, just like taking the horny... this episode by itself. It feels a little tacked on. I just like the horny uh, junkyard guy. <laughs> I like how honest he is. He's like, He's like yeah. <laughs> he, he probably thought we don't see many handsome women out here, and you'd probably be able to get further with me to get what you want. He's probably right. <laughs> He's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the Zach Dorner like. Underrated. Yeah, they're they're a funny little race. Yeah. I like them. Which they're is, like funnier Ferengi. Which is not something you can say about a race on Earth. Um, no. No, it isn't. And it's not something you would say about Cardassians. Oh, wait, are we doing that still? No, we're are done we with still? the Cardassian racism collection. Okay. <laughs> but we're not done with being racist against Cardassians. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Thank 
Thank God. <laughs> but uh, some debris was recovered from a crashed Ferengi cargo ship, and it's Vulcan? Yeah, there's like a lot of like uh, filling in there with the balloon going on here. Yeah, right? there's a lot like, of like Jordy's whole dialogue is that, which isn't yeah. anything new. He's like, it's a dentarium, which is a Vulcan alloy. And then they're like, well, then it's in space, too, because that." it's like, okay. He's like, well, why would anyone want a Vulcan deflector dish? Yeah, they suck. Like, Vulcans suck dick at deflecting. (laughs) (laughs) Emotionally and physically. It's true. Uh, Sarek's wife shows up. I I guess they call for her, and she's like, give me some mint tea. These Vulcans don't know mint from their own asshole. Yeah, I was like, why don't you just get a fucking Federation replicator and put it in your room? They don't don't fucking know mint, man. They have a thing that they call mint, but it's weird. Uh, But Sarek is dying from Bandai Syndrome. Bandai Syndrome. He collects too many uh, Gundams. Which, I mean, I I can relate to that. If you get one too many Gundams, you do immediately die. (laughs) And you go nuts before you do. Uh, But they talk about the relationship between Sarek and Spock, which we as old school viewers of Star Trek understand very well. Yeah, but it apparently it apparently got much worse during the Federation Cardassian War, where. Uh, Spock openly stood against Sarek's ideas and rulings. On. Yeah, Sarek. Sarek was right. <laughs> that's that's a shirt. It's like Sarek's face is like Che Guevara, and it says Sarek was right. <laughs> he was like, you know what? The only dead Cardi is a uh, the only good Cardi is a dead Cardi, and I don't need spoons anymore. They're called Freedom Forks. Oh my God, Sarek the American. <laughs> The Aserican. I am a real Aserican. Sarek's like, uh, he wants, she's like, he wants to heal the rift between himself and his son, right? Mm -hmm. And Picard's like, can I see him? And she's like, if it was anyone but you, Picard, I would refuse. But he's a part of you and you're a part of him. This is where I'm like, this is a little goofy, right? Like, uh, it's, it's a little bit goofy. Like, I, I guess my question is, if Spock was on his deathbed, would the Horda Pizza monster be allowed to see him? <laughs> God, I fucking hope so. If it were any other pizza monster, no. <laughs> if it was Pizza the Hut, I would say no. <laughs> if it was the Noid, definitely not. But for you, Horda, you're a part of him. You can come and then see. The Noid's outside like, ah! Oh, he was my best friend. I loved him. Uh, Riker and LaForge have a conversation about dentarium, which sounds uh, very dentist office of them. Yeah. It's what they make teeth out of in the future. He's like, it's it's going to be like piecing together a jigsaw puzzle without knowing what the picture's supposed to be. That's it. That's the one I was thinking of, yep. It's like, well, like, you could still put the jigsaw together. Like, you don't need to know what the picture is. I mean, it's going to look like shit. You can put it together. It's probably a cat or something. Picard goes to Vulcan, and a Perrin brings him into Sarek's room. And I I love that this shows how perfect Perrin is to be married to a Vulcan. Yeah. She's, like, very softly. She's like, sometimes I can rouse him. 
And she's like, Sarek, you piece of shit! Picard's she here! She fucking screams at him. And she's like shaking him, and he's like, leave me, woman! Leave me be! And she's like, wake up, you fucker! <laughs> don't I, I can't don't do anything with, with him. Boots, Ted. <laughs> I, I can't do anything with him, and she leaves. Yeah. But uh, he... He's like talk. He's like being a human, right? He's being like a crazy old human. He's like, Ugh, yeah. feelings, Ugh. like humans yeah. do. It's too much. Yeah. And like Picard's. Uh, he recognizes Picard eventually. Picard, as they keep calling him. Yeah, Picard. And this is a whole episode of people mispronouncing each other's names over and over again. Yeah, Perrin. Per, yeah, Sarek. Uh, call it. It's calling him Picard, and they keep mispronouncing the the junkyard man's name even after he tells them how to pronounce it four times i just call him zach dorn <laughs> but god uh, damn it zach dorn <laughs> sarek's like you know he might be meeting with pardek a romulan senator they met at the kittimer conference and uh he would never defect never yeah, it, he would never it's, it sort of snaps him out of like the word the mention of spock sort of snaps him out of his Nutsness, right? Yeah, but uh, the idea that he may have defected puts him right back into it, because he yeah. starts rambling to himself. He's like, he would, he would run off to the mountains, and he would, which is a really yeah. nice look into the beginning of the rift of their relationship, right? Well, like, that's where he finds his Salot, remember? Yeah. And then he finds Uncle Spock, which is him from the future. Yeah, this is a direct reference again, continuity yeah. to the TAS yeah. episode, which is which is really crazy. Yeah, right? it is because that episode's nuts. <laughs> that episode's but, crazy, like yeah. every episode of TAS. Yeah. There is no Quetzalcoatl though, so no. so at least a uh, maybe a point less on the nuts scale. <laughs> But uh, there's this great, the great moment when he's like rambling where he says, it's secretly, I admired him, his iron yeah. will that would not be broken. It was like a part of him that wouldn't, that he couldn't control, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think the real genuine problem between Sarek and Spock that's existed their entire lives. They're too similar. Is they're very similar, but Sarek yeah. has absolutely no idea how to handle the human part of Spock. He tried to yeah. rid his son of it at every opportunity. Well, that's why his mom was so important, right? Yeah, Because she was like, look. Fucking knock it the shit off. Yeah, like, be, let him like, go be run yourself. Around. Yeah, <laughs> who you truly are. Like you're part human as well. And yeah. like you see that in Spock all throughout every appearance he's ever done is like he is trying to repress the human side of him and forget it exists. Yeah, he's never the one who brings up that he's part human. Yeah, he he's way more Vulcan than human. Yeah, right? like way more. He absolutely is, and that's a lifetime of conditioning, really. Yeah. We his, grew up there too. His right? father like pushed it on him his entire yeah. life that being human, his human emotions were something wrong and bad. It's a really cool like idea of like conformity, right? Yeah. Like Vulcans are very conformist. And like uh, Spock, and like it's a it's a weird version of conformity that goes beyond human parameters because like as humans we're not fans of conformity. No. But as Vulcans, if they didn't follow these teachings and follow this level of conformity, they're like they would, desert be murderer monsters. Yeah. That's where you get Romulans, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. that's exactly where we're at. And they're like teachings and stuff. And I mean, like, there's... Uh, I love the the idea. I, I may have written something about this. I don't know if I ever said anything about it, but like... 
there's of a like spirited like almost uh unruly vulcan debate about what like logic truly means about something yeah like it's more logical to do this you're out of control Dude, there's a scene in fucking uh, a lower Strange Dance. New World. Uh-huh. No, in Strange New Worlds where they're like sitting in uh, Ten Forward and uh, Spock is talking to this like judge or admiral who's like a Vulcan and uh, Mbenga is like, oh man, they're really going at it. But they're just like <laughs> sitting there and there's Chapel's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And he's like, can't you tell? And then Spock gets up and he comes over and he goes... I'm sorry for my outburst. <laughs> Dude, it's Vul- really good. Vulcans are so rife for comedy. It's man. perfect, man, right? No wonder humans like them so much. Yeah, they're so funny. They're, they're so funny and they don't know it. They, that's yeah, the most yeah. funny thing to humans. The best kind of friend is that friend. Like That's why we love cats so much. Is yeah. Cats take themselves a thousand percent yeah. seriously, but they're so goofy and dumb they're and They're so funny. stupid, yeah. <laughs> But uh, he's he goes back into his ramblings, right? And uh, Picard says, you know, we're a, a part of each other again. And he's like, I know that you were proud of your son and you loved him. And Sarek says, please tell my son. And he, like, raises his hand that he can't, can't do form it. Yeah. the Vulcan salute. He's, like, struggling. And it's like, it makes you feel bad for him. And yeah. Picard puts his fingers in the salute. Picard says, yeah, like peace on, and right? long life. Yeah. And he says, live long and live and long he, and... He curls up back into his... Yeah. It's, it's so Shakespeare, right? It is. It's so Shakespeare. And it's, it's, it's like you genuinely feel awful for him. Yeah. And I mean, he is 400 fucking years it's old. It's true. <laughs> He's old as fuck. Goddamn old ass elf. Um, so they they're like, look, we're gonna cash in our favor to Galron. What That's can- right, because Galron's all like, they need a ship to get to Romulus, yeah. right? And like Galron owes Picard because he was the arbiter of succession that put Galron yeah. on the throne of the council. Yeah, he's the chancellor. And if it wasn't for Picard, there's no chance he would have been put there. But, of course, nothing will go wrong with this, right? No. Gowron's all like, I am the Senate. We'll find out whether this works out for Picard or not after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Sock a bopper, sock a bopper. You can sock all day and pop all night. Sock a bopper, sock a bopper. More fun than a pillow fight. Blow them up, put your hand inside, get ready to have the time of your life. Sock a bopper, sock a bopper. Sock them once and bop them twice. Sock a bopper, sock a bopper. Sock a bopper. More fun than a pillow fight. My big time toys. Welcome back, everybody. We just went through uh, quite an adventure to we sign up on... for the wrong threads. This is why my mom doesn't let me on the internet. <laughs> uh, we are now the Corporation M Class Podcasts. Yep, you can That's you can right. find us listed in the Fortune 500. Greed is good. Thank you, Gordon Gecko. That could be a Star Fox character. 
<laughs> Gordon, he's a gecko. That'd be awesome. Gordon Gecko, he'd be like, Dendros, I failed you. Your daddy invested real good, too. <laughs> Okay, so the Enterprise is on its way to Kronos. Let's cut the bullshit. Yeah, enough. Enough jokes. This is serious. And they're going to ask Chancellor Galron, newly Chancellor Galron, for a ship that has uh, cloaking capability. Yeah, so any Klingon ship will do. Yeah, literally any single one. Uh, They have been hailing Galron for three straight days, and he hasn't been answering. He's looking at his phone, and he's like, God damn, Picard keeps texting me. It was once a ship, I know it. It was just a booty call. <laughs> but uh, Worf, who has apparently just been completely quiet and not giving up any information for three straight days that he knew about this, yeah. steps forward and he's like, I think I may know exactly why Galron isn't answering. He's a Picard's dick. like, you waited three days to tell us this? <laughs> All right, what is it? Galron has apparently been rewriting Klingon history to... Uh, to state that he was the one who stopped yeah. the Civil War. He was the one who came to the power of the throne all on his own, and yeah. the Federation had absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah, wow, congratulations. You stopped the Civil War. What about the next one, am I right? Klingons, get it together. <laughs> Klingons, Americans, get it together. Get it together. Picard is like, look, let's just contact Katal of the Klingon High Council. That's my best friend. He's going to answer. <laughs> That's Kakal Katal. <laughs> Better Kakal Katal. <laughs> um, Data's like, I found a Borolian, not a Bolian, a Borolian visual identification of Pardek, the, okay. the senator that uh, Spock has been buddy-buddy with, apparently. Yeah. At a trade negotiation. It's uh, four seconds of him shaking hands. It's like a GIF. And they use... It is a GIF. And they use... uh, Star Trek created GIFs. Yeah, they did. People don't know this. Didn't make WebMs, though. Fuck those. Fuck. Fuck Web... Oh, my God. I know. That's a hot-button issue for Josh. A gorilla showed up. Welcome to the podcast, gorilla. (laughs) Uh, But... They used that photo to compare it to the one with Spock, and Pardek is there. Again, they they very much use the same technology from Blade Runner. Yep. Uh, but Data's like, I took the liberty of being a suck-ass kiss-ass and looked up more information for you, daddy. <laughs> uh, Pardek has been a senator for nine decades and is considered fairly radical by the Romulan Senate because yeah, he's so he, an advocate yeah. for peace. Yeah, so he likes like uh, he likes the color pink. Uh, what else? He holds hands with his wife. <laughs> oh my, disgusting! <laughs> it's fucking fucked up, man. Oh yeah. my god, he doesn't just beat her all the time. Wow. Yeah, he's just yelling her and shit. Yeah, but he lives in the crock pot segment on Romulus, <laughs> <laughs> and he's all he's all on the third day of the Romulan week in the Senate's not in session. He always fucking goes there for some disgusting ass soup. Oh, it's Patak's day. <laughs> they named it in honor of their sworn yeah. enemies, the yeah. Klingons. Yeah. The Klingons were like, it means warrior. <laughs> and then they were like, dumb Patak's. Uh, the Enterprise is hailed from Kronos, and they're like, who is it, Katal? And he's like, no, it's Bijik. 
It's Bajiz. It's Bachik. The junior adjutant to the diplomatic delegation, a fucking intern, gives them a call. Yeah, they got intern Bajiz. And fun John Larroquette, fun fact, it's the guy it's uh the guy from the mummy. He's in Stargate. Oh my god. Eric Avari. He's in every goddamn thing. Eric Oh yeah, Eric Avari. Yeah. He's in literally more movies than than anyone. If there is a Egyptian man in a yep. movie, yep. he it's is him. in it. Yep. Egyptian, Israeli. He is the, <laughs> he's the guy who runs the library that in the mummy. Yeah. Uh, in the mummy that uh, the beautiful Rachel beautiful Weiss. Rachel Vice works at. Whatever her fucking name. Evie. Evie. Yeah, I could, I knew it was E something E. But yeah. uh, she knocks all the books over, and then in my fanfic, she twerks, and then her <laughs> butt is really big, just like in real life. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I didn't know that was him. That's awesome. Yeah, it's him. Yep. But he's like, uh, Gowron is a very busy man, but he's only one man. He doesn't can't meet with everyone who wants yeah. an audience. Yeah. And he's like, well, you tell Gowron that if he doesn't want to meet with me, I'll tell everybody about what he did after four wine coolers. <laughs> Blood wine coolers. At the co-ed house party <laughs> last week. He was just experimenting <laughs> with me. And my peanut. My one singular human dick. And Bejiz is like, disgusting. <laughs> one <laughs> dick. On Patak's day? Every, every day is Patak's day when you're bejiz. <laughs> Fuck you. But, uh, <laughs> Do you he's, think he invented a, a, a way to put gems on clothes that he called it bejizzler? <laughs> the fact that I heard you slap the table is <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> do you, though? Yeah. Do you think? I do think so. <laughs> okay, me too. I think that's that's canon yeah, now. That's that's real. But uh, he really threatens him that he's going to get a ship from a political rival of Galron's, which will yeah. undermine his uh, credibility. Yeah, he's going to undercut him. And, you know, the, the, the Federation giveth, the Federation taketh yeah. away, right? And Bejiz is like, I understand. I have to go back to Egypt and play a guy. <laughs> I have to go be in my 30th movie today. I'll be right back. <laughs> He's like a porn star, but he just plays For like regular movies. <laughs> uh, Dr. Crusher is getting ready to fit. She has Data, do your ears come off? Yeah, so good. Data's like offensive. Yeah. Not all robots' ears come off. Yeah, it's a myth. R- Riker's like, there's no word from Gowron, but Jordy wants to talk to you about shit you don't care about. Yep, yep. And uh, they're like, well, we need to take Picard to and Data to meet with Mott the Barber for their hair pieces. This is a good joke. This is a really good joke. Of course, like 30 minutes. 30 minutes. <laughs> like, Because he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't no. want a hair piece. In the future, no one cares if you're bald or not. Yeah. They still want to but- fuck your ass on Ryza. <laughs> Wait, do they? That's what I've is that heard. What the, is that? Do you need a specific horgon for that? Like, uh, I think that's called the morgon. When you want to go beyond the horgon, yeah, yeah, horgons are like this, but morgons 
walk like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, future racial humor is going to be lit. It's going to be crazy. Uh, they figured out that... Uh, this is when they figure out that it's a deflector array. Yeah. That was in the destruct the debris of the Ferengi cargo ship. And they're like, who the fuck would want a deflector array from a shitty Vulcan ship? They can't deflect yeah, they... for shit. Yeah, d- deflect my dick. Fucking couldn't deflect my piss with that thing. <laughs> but it turns out it was part of the Tapal, which is what they call every every Vulcan. There's been like six thousand Tapals. It's at the surplus depot at Quaalude Two. Scrap. <laughs> Damn, I could go for two Quaaludes. Riker's like, I want to take the Enterprise to Quaalude 2, you know, just to investigate. Not for any particular reason. Yeah. But a Klingon ship has decloaked off the Enterprise's port bow, compliments of Gowron. Yeah, we're still in the, like, we don't know what size the birds of prey are, right? They're very variable. They range from the size of the Enterprise to, like, really small, right? And they look tiny inside for how big yeah. they are. Well, they're small in, like, DS9. They're not big. Like, or they are at the end of DS9, but in the beginning when they're fighting the Klingons, they're big. I like, they it, it makes either. sense that they're smaller, faster ships. It makes sense, I guess, that there could just be, like, different classes of them, right? Like, they make yeah. bigger ones. Well, they should have different names then, shouldn't they? <laughs> they should, yeah. But uh, no one gives a fuck about that. Yeah. Scale is hard to deal with. They uh, So Data, Picard, and the Klingon vessel head towards Romulus, while the Enterprise heads towards Quaalude 2 for a yeah. real party. Junkyard party, bring the fucking Captain Morgan! It's <laughs> <laughs> where Captain Morgan belongs. Dude, it's no Admiral Nelson. Do you ever have Admiral <laughs> no, Nelson No, I haven't. He's uh, one rank higher, but one shelf lower. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, we used to say that all the time, because we'd have to get Admiral Nelson's because we were dirt poor college kids. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Have your friend's friend buy it for you. So uh, that just for I've t- I've definitely told the story on the podcast before, but I had a uh, an exchange student roommate from Poland. Yeah, yeah. Who asked me to buy him booze, and he was like the rudest motherfucker I've ever met in my yeah, entire life. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, fuckhead, buy me booze." Yeah, he was <laughs> like, like, "No." I was surprised to see that you people wear shoes. Yeah, we don't wear shoes. And I was in like, America. "Ha ha, that's funny." And he's like, "Also, some mm. of you have good teeth." What? This isn't England. What are you talking like, about? What are you, like, why are you insulting me? And I don't like, know. And he's like, I'm not insulting this. you. I'm just, you know, I'm noticing things. Yeah. I notice that your women here tend to be very ugly. <laughs> and I'm like, what? you're a prick, dude. Like, And he asked don't. me to buy him some beer, and I was like, no. And he was like, oh. why? And I was like, well, I'm not going to get in trouble for you, for one thing. Like, we're not friends. Yeah, you'll probably go tell somebody I did it just to see me get busted. Yeah, like, I'm not I'm not getting busted for you. We're not friends. And, yeah. uh, like, he's like, well, why? Why, though? And I was like, because I don't like you. Like, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I have to live with you, but I don't like you. And he was like, well, you didn't have to be rude. And I was like, no, I was just mm. noticing things. Just, <laughs> I was just being honest. I just noticed I don't like you. Just noticed. <laughs> Classic. 
Uh, we didn't speak again for the entire time he lived there. It's probably for the Which best. was great. <laughs> but uh, we meet Captain Cavada, who is uh, really not psyched with the idea that he's not been told anything about this mission. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, he's like, sleep on this fucking hard shelf next to your android friend. This is your room that you share together. We don't have yeah. mats because we don't soften our bodies like little bitches like you and, do. And Picard handles it well. He's like, good, I prefer it that way. And he's like, we also eat communally in the galley. And he's like, good, I love gawk. It's delicious. Very fresh. Yeah, he's full of shit. Nobody yeah. wants to eat worms. Kavata, Captain Kavada does not believe him for a fucking second. Yeah, he's like, okay, whatever, fuck you. <laughs> he's like, you're really going to make me do this, eh? Yep, he's, and he's like, yep. Yes, I am really going to, and he's like, uh, fine. And he orders the ship to cloak and cross into the neutral zone. And then we get the weirdest scene in any Star Trek ever. <laughs> oh no, we go to the Zach Dorn Surplus Depot Z-15 first. Okay. Yeah. It's a Federation scrapyard for decommissioned ships, so you would imagine that it's run by a very Federation-friendly like group of people, right? But they, instead, well, it's run by one guy who doesn't want to help anybody. <laughs> It makes sense, right? Like, I like that this... It's a little world-building here, you know? Yeah. It's a little Star Wars-y a little bit, you know? Not not that it is, but, you know... Yeah, it, I, I like it, but it... Yeah, in in the, like, grand scheme of things, it's weird that it's run so sort of slapdash. Just, like, Well, like, that's guy. the Federation, right? The Federation at this point is like, everyone's fine. <laughs> Just right? put one guy out there. <laughs> And I guess if they're stripping the ships, like what, like what are you gonna? They don't like. What do they care? I think right? there are like, probably more people there. It's because he talks about like other workers, and he can't spare any or whatever. He's yeah, the quartermaster. Yeah. His name is Clem Dokachin, and he yeah. tells them how to pronounce that four times. Yeah, and Riker can calls him Dokachin. Do, it calls him Dokachin, and then starts calling him Dokachin. And then the he calls him the, the Dovahkiin, and then he's like, and then like, oh, and then some music starts playing, and it's like crazy, and he fucking foos Rodaz Troy right in the middle of the fucking ship. <laughs> Fuck Rodazer. <laughs> he wants to real bad. Yeah, yeah, he's lonely. But Riker's like trying to talk to him, but he keeps hanging up on him. But mm-hmm. Troy's like, he's the king of his hill. You have to treat him that way, and like smirking at him. Yeah, and Riker goes. I think that's the perfect job for you, counselor. And she's oh, like, Ah, man. fuck! I just got reverse cucked. <laughs> I just got fucking Uno reverse carded. <laughs> but uh, they they work with him, and th- that great line again, where he's like, he's probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's Did I like, ever tell you about my her out? eel? Ah. Yeah, he's talking about his eel, which is very Freudian. Yeah. Was Freud right? Was um, <laughs> but they go to the Tapau. They go to the coordinates that the Tapau are at, and uh, Dokachin, Dokachin, Dovakin, Dovakin, David is shocked. 
that the ship's not it's, there. It's, it's gone. gone. And he's like, eh, never has a ship gone missing in the entire time yeah, the Zach like, Dorn have run this place. We just sent the deflector array to the USS Tripoli, a holding vessel on the other uh, side yeah. of the shipyard. And they're like, well, I think we should head over there then. And they go yeah, over there, and crazy. that shit's gone too. So this shit's weird, right? Like we've like, been, yeah, we've been transporting shit to this ship. Every like every day, it's for there. Ages. Yeah, like, and yeah. Uh, they like hide the ship amongst the wreckage to pretend like it's like scrap, like the rest of them. Yeah, they yeah, powers they turn, down and they. Riker's like, Jordy, turn the lights off. <laughs> yeah, pretty, like turn the lights off. We're not home. <laughs> Can you? Imagine? I was just thinking about like somebody taking a shower, like a sonic shower in their quarters, and all the like, the lights go out. Ah! Like, God damn it. <laughs> They slip on the soap. Whoa! whoa, whoa. But uh, this is a clever ass plan. I think. Uh, yeah, this is good. This when is I a good part. Riker in charge. I think of clever ass plans. Yeah. Yep. He's he's always being like wily. He's a wily guy. He should be a captain. He should be, but he loves the Enterprise too much. Yeah. Well. Who doesn't? Uh. Good thing they bring it back in that show, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, this is this is the weird how they do that. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Either. Um, this is the weird scene that Josh was talking about. Yeah, Picard lays down and tries to go to bed, and Data stands in the middle of the room, staring at a wall. Yeah, and Picard's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't sleep, so I'm just running calculations about how to better be a Romulan." Yeah, I'm looking at the files, or, yeah. which is really cool, right? Yeah, like, and Picard's like, all right, I'll try to go back to sleep. He rolls over, and Data doesn't move and keeps he staring move. directly just, at Picard. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, okay, that's weird, but, like, why is why is Picard weird about Data doing this? Like, he knows who Data is. Yeah, like, I guess it's, like, this seems like a scene that would have happened way earlier in the yeah. series. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. imagine you go, uh, you have to share a room with somebody, and while you're trying to go to sleep, they're standing in the middle of the room. No. That would make yeah. you feel very awkward. That's weird, but, but also, like, would it be weird if, like, this is gonna be bad, would it be weird if, like, you woke up and the refrigerator was in the middle of the room? <laughs> yeah. Like, how the fuck you Well, get that there? would be weird for us, but, like, would you think of the refrigerator as, like, looking at you? Well, the refrigerator doesn't have eyeballs. What if I glued googly eyes? The big googly maybe, eyes. honestly, if it was, like, yeah, like the maybe. googly eyes are staring at me. Yeah, maybe. They're they googling at me. me. <laughs> But uh, Picard's like he's staring at him. He's like, "Why are you staring at me?" He's like, "Oh, I'm not. I was I was just facing yeah, this not. direction randomly." And Picard's like, Ugh, "You know what? I'm up. Let's." No. Well, the weirdest part is then when he says, "Data, can you like turn around?" And then he turns his body first, and then, and turns then he his turns head his head, and it's like, <laughs> "What the fuck is that? Why are you doing that, Data? You freaking me out, dude." Data. Um, <laughs> Fucking uh, starts spitting pea soup when he fucking turns his head to. <laughs> it goes all the way around one time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they get called to the bridge immediately, and uh, there's a subspace message uh, in a, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 second scene where Picard yeah. looks at it and goes, Sarek has died. 
It's so weird. It's and so then it cuts to commercial, weird. and you fucking you want them sockum boppers, but you can't afford them. <laughs> Sockin' boppers, sockin' boppers, more fun than a pillow fight. Now I gotta put that fucking Blow them up, put your hand inside, get ready to have the time of your life. I don't know about you, but when you were a kid and had pillow fights, was it like no holds barred? Oh, it was was, violent, man. Like, I'm pretty sure I got concussions from pillow fights. Yeah, you don't know how hard somebody could swing a goddamn pillow. We used to push the pillow all the way down into the pillowcase, so it was oh, yeah. like a fucking sledgehammer when it yeah. hit you. You had like the whole uh, pillowcase as like the handle, yeah. and you swung that shit around like Thor. It was fucking Thor esque, and you would get hit like in the jaw, and you would see stars because yeah. that's it would what send you flying. Yeah, it it was dumb. I think I have like CTE. That makes sense. Um, but <laughs> what are we doing? What are we talking about? <laughs> Uh, the Enterprise, uh, back when the Enterprise's ship shows up, and it takes the a- the absolute perfect position of the Tripoli. It is a small combat vessel of unknown make, and it is so heavily armed that they're like, yeah. that shit is made out of bombs. It's got, like, a cargo bay full of weapons, and there's weapons all over it, and then the weapons have, like, little guns that come out of yeah. them, like in Looney Tunes when they point a gun and, like, <laughs> another a, gun comes out of it. There's a fucking Bomberman ship. He's <laughs> on there. <laughs> Bomberman! Oh, no. And they start We're firing fucked. phasers like dumbasses, and Riker's like, alright, only target their weapon system, and Worf is like, you mean the whole ship? <laughs> the, the ship? Yeah. And they hit the ship, and it fucking explodes into a billion pieces. Yeah, they use the same explosion from Star Trek Six. Yep, that's it's a just, it, it's a cut. It's just cut so you can't see. Yeah, the, that's a James the Avery fun fact of the week, right yeah. there. I noticed it right away. I was like, "There it is." Uh, Data <laughs> and Picard are finally in their prosthetic makeup to look like Romulans. Mm-hmm. And Data's like, "Oh, you've been unusually pensive since learning of Sarek's fate." And Picard's like, Picard explains this as if they experimented together during college. Yeah, he like, I I don't really know if mind melds are supposed to work like this. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it was a very different kind of mind meld, right? Where he was yeah, like, was he different. unloaded all of his thoughts, feelings, and emotions on Picard so that he could give he a cool speech. Him. He contrad him, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Picard tries to explain how difficult it's going to be to tell Spock that his dad's dead. Yeah. And Data's like, well, as a Vulcan, will he not simply accept that death is the logical conclusion of life? Yeah. Picard's like, you're right, but it's never that simple, especially for Vulcans, and Spock is half-human, even. Yeah, and Spock and Sarek are, like, different, right? It's not a normal sitch. He's like, now that he's, now that Sarek's dead, there's no chance left to reconcile. And yeah. Data's like, well, that's illogical. Vulcans live for, like, a thousand goddamn years. Yeah, yeah, but Sarek's dead, Data. Yeah. <laughs> you know what dead means? Do we not teach you this when, uh, ch- when fucking uh, your girlfriend died? <laughs> when your girlfriend died, and then your daughter died, and then, I don't know, probably somebody else fucking died? That little kid who pretended to be you's entire family died? Yeah, yeah, that was sad. But they, uh, they beamed, uh, the Kavada is like, 
Oh, I uh, love this you're fight. so you're such a you look so sweet. You should watch yeah. out that no Romulan woman licks the paint right <laughs> off your ears. I was like, did this just get fucking hot as fuck? It's horny as fuck, this Cavada. Dude, Cavada's like, I myself would never fuck a hot Romulan, but uh, the, the thought of it makes my two dicks hard, but for Klingons, that is the opposite of what happens to you. two giant dicks rigid, but in, yeah. like, disgust. Yeah, like, I hate, I hate them. <laughs> I definitely don't go to Romulus every weekend. <laughs> don't look up my holodeck programs, the ones that say sexy Romulan, am- Romulan anime girl. Don't look that anime up. Anime uh, anyway, they, uh... It's hentai, and it's art! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they beam down to Romulus, and Kavada's like, we're not gonna rescue you if something goes wrong. You're on your fucking yeah. own, right? Which, sure, right. Of course. And, uh, we get a little scene where Senator Pardek co- arrives at Proconsul Neral's office. Yeah. And he's like, do you know this man? He's like, nope, never seen him. He's yeah. like, this is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation, and he's on his way to Romulus. Do you know why he would be coming here? Senator Pardock's like, nah, I don't know. Pardock's like, John Luck Pickard, who's that? <laughs> Got a message here? Uh, <laughs> but uh, they're like, we're going to alert security to be watchful for him. I bet he's disguised himself as a Romulan. That's what I would do. And Pardek, like, pulls at his little collar, like, ooh. Yep. Picard and Data hit the streets. <laughs> this one street they built. They only built the one street. They're going to the intercessor's office, which is like a lawyer, but uh, green-blooded and hobgoblin-esque. Yeah, probably more corrupt or in every way. Is that possible? (laughs) Am I right? Am I right, lawyers? You fucking scumbags. (laughs) But uh, the the lawyer is related to Pardek. So they camp out across the street at a restaurant. And uh, they have disgusting-looking soup. And just a nasty-ass Romulan woman is like, I know who you are. Yeah, she thinks that they're, like, with the Tal Shiar, right? Like... I bet she thinks that of every new person well, who shows up. You'd have, I mean, right? Like, this is how paranoid yeah. the society is. She's right? like, eat like, your fucking soup. She said, free of charge from a loyal establishment. Yeah. Jolan True. Jolan True. <laughs> that needs to be Jolan True that. Jolan True that. That's got to be a thing, right? Um, but we, we should make it a thing. I haven't made a new shirt for M-Class in a while. When I get my fucking life together, maybe I'll do that. What um, would be on it? Just, like... <laughs> uh, like, what do they do? What is their hand signal? Everyone's gotta have a cool hand signal, right? I don't know. Is it just Did, a double bird? Didn't the lady from the, like, mousy-looking girl played by the actress yeah. who died, uh, Murphy... Brittany Murphy? Brittany Murphy, yeah. In Clueless? Didn't she say true that all the time? Yeah, it was like the height of like the Valley Yeah, it shit. should be her, but as a Romulan. Like, as a, wearing that's, the same exact outfit. That's incredible. Every... <laughs> that's incredible. There Jolan Trudette. Jolan Trudette. What a niche-ash fucking shirt that would be. I love it! <laughs> we sell zero copies. Yeah! Just like all I'll our other one. shirts. Yeah, my shirts. <laughs> shirt it! Uh, but two Romulans in military uniforms show up with Pardek, 
And as they try and go up to Pardek to talk to him, they stop him with their big guns, and they're like, come with us. Oh, shit, we're busted. But they take him to an underground chamber, and they're like, we d- we're Romulan citizens. We demand to know what the fuck's going on, which is, yeah. I don't know, I don't think something a Romulan would say. No, they would probably be like, oh, how can I help you? They'd be, yeah. like, afraid, right? But, uh... Pardek walks in behind them, and he's like, Welcome to Romulus, Captain Picard. <gasps> Kids gasping dot <laughs> These apes! Pardek is like, We had to get you off the street quickly because Romulan security knows that you're here. But don't worry, you're among friends. And then there's the weirdest crane shot. Dolly. Yeah. It's like a dolly in. It's like, we're on an urgent mission from the Federation. We're looking for Ambassador Spock. And you hear, indeed. Yeah. And then you get that crane shot that comes it's down way weird, too close weird, to Spock's like, face. Super fast. Yeah, it's too fast. You have found him, Captain Picard. Oh, finally, Spock's here. We can start da, the episode. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And we get the big to be continued. Yeah. And that's that's fucking it for Spock in this episode. As, Indeed. As William Frake said, uh what a fucking tease. <laughs> as William Jonathan Riker said. <laughs> You're mixing his names up. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I do that all the fucking time. Nah, it's, it's same fucking as, He's as the Jonathan guy. Frakes Riker says. Yeah. It was he. He thinks this episode is a huge tease, so he's not a big fan of it. It's uh, I thought that when I was a kid yeah. too. I, I was like, yeah, like I appreciate. Well, we can talk about this after the break, I guess. That's but. a good point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Pizzas on wholesome little bagels. Pizza during prime time. Anytime's the right time. Pizza going down a so fine. So fine, so fine, so fine. When pizza's on a bagel, you're gonna eat pizza anytime. And any other time, try cheese bites, dynabites, and hot bites. Welcome back, everybody, from those good messages for Blacked.com. You it know was what you're not getting? Blacked.com. It was probably <laughs> Sockum Boppers, which, okay. what's the difference? What's the difference when you really think about it? Am I right? Uh, is that offensive? Probably not. Anyway, it probably, uh, <laughs> it's probably, it's, uh, probably is. Uh, anyway... This uh, episode was the brainchild of fucking chairman of Paramount Pictures, Frank Mancuso Sr. Mancus? The Mancus wrote this? The Mancus. He didn't write it. He came up with the idea. He Is it because Roddenberry died? Um, maybe. But they were working on the early planning of the Undiscovered Country. And uh, okay, 1991 yeah. was going to be the 25th anniversary of Star Trek. Yeah. So Mancuso uh, got the idea and of a crossover between TNG and the original series. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, it's his brainchild in that he came up with that. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and he wanted to like foot the bill for it. Let's say. 
But they reference Kittimer, and yeah, and I know Kittimer was referenced before Undiscovered Country. It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's a it's good, pretty tight continuity, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, it's nice. But um, Leonard Nimoy was working alongside Berman and Pillar and Nicholas Meyer to come up with yeah. like the sort of groundwork for what was going to go into the episode. And Nimoy really got excited about doing an episode that had nothing to do with conflict, war, battle. It was yeah. about peace and unification and the desire yeah. and drive for it. Well, this was the uh, this was the time, man. This was when Germany was reunified. Yeah, uh, it's it's, it's heavily change, based baby. on Germany, re- yeah. the German reunification. Winds a change, baby. Um, <laughs> Nimoy was actually supposed to be on TNG in season two. What was he gonna do? Um, it was going to be an episode called "Return to Forever." That sounds like ethereal as fuck. And uh, I I believe it had it was like the return to like the guardian of forever. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it was going to be a direct uh, sequel to the city on the edge of forever. So they which, did that in Discovery then later. Um, I I, had, I think that's still a misstep, but um. Yeah, it's it's dumb. <laughs> it's the guy from CSI, though. We were just talking about CSI. That's true. Well, everybody is the guy from CSI That's if you go true. far enough into it. That's true. Everyone's... God damn. But uh, there was a writer's strike in uh, 1988 that meant that they couldn't produce that episode. Uh, thankfully. Oh, I don't think season two was the time for Spock to show up. No, it would have been bad. Good uh, thing there hasn't been any more writer's strikes. <laughs> Uh, The writer's strike has struck at the perfect time for uh, pretty much everything to be real shitty when it comes out soon. Yeah, it's gonna. It's, we're gonna start feeling it. We're gonna start. Fe- there's. They've already written the stuff that's coming out this yeah. summer, right? Yeah. So like Ahsoka's done and all that shit. Which but, is good because yeah. the the more garbage they have to put out that everyone hates, the more they're actually gonna be have to force to pay writers yeah. a livable goddamn wage. Which is wage. exactly what's happening. Yes. Right <laughs> they're gonna learn that they yeah. need the writers, like they do every they fucking time know. they strike. They, they already know, right? They just, they're kicking the can, man. Well, their That's big idea, their big idea this time was that they were going to start writing scripts using chat GTP, GPT and yeah, that'll AI work. programs. Yeah, that'll work. But they're going to learn that that shit don't fly. You can't make anything no. that has any depth of feeling or emotion to it by yeah. a computer spitting out prompts. I don't know what you mean, Jeff. What does heart mean? Am I alive or am I in between? <laughs> now I'm just fucking <laughs> the butler trying. <laughs> uh, I need to watch the new clone. I've High. started it and I haven't finished it because I'm watching a million things. Yeah, so. you're always watching like a bajillion things. I gotta keep up, man. You got you friends with Nick and Paul. You gotta be on top of it. You talk about shit. You don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. It's like when you and Rich start talking about something and I just kind of tune out because I don't exactly. know what the fuck you're talking about. Exactly. I have no desire to keep up, though. Is the difference? <laughs> what were we talking about recently that you were zoning out? Uh, fuck, I don't know. You guys were talking about, like, I, the big one that I always think about is when you guys talked about Andor for two and a half hours. Oh, yeah, Andor was, And I just yeah. kind of, like, I think I was playing Tetris on my phone during most of it. 
Uh, and that's fine. I don't give yeah. a shit. You Tetris guys can talk about cool. that stuff. Uh, I I had an epiphany, and I'll tell it on the air for the first time, when you and Rich <laughs> were talking about how badly I'm going to feel physically in a few years when yeah. I get older. I was like, oh, this is why young people don't want to talk to me. Because I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> There's always an older fish, Jeff. <laughs> And one day there won't be. I'm saying. <laughs> one day I'll be dead. Hopefully before you. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I eat really badly. Um, <laughs> uh, so I drink soda. a lot of soda. It's the so. soda. Yes, yeah, anyway, soda. It's time to wheel out the Cochrane to Catfish patented warp scale of quality. Oh man. Good thing I got one tattooed on my arm here. Here we now go. Flex. Now flex. Now yeah. flex. Goddamn. That's Look at them muscles. <laughs> That's a goddamn catfish right there. <laughs> you should get a catfish tattoo. That'd be it'd be funny, but people would think I got it because I like catfishing people. Yeah. Probably they would like they would think you like to fish. I think. Yeah. That was which, I don't a, know which is that worse. was such a terminally online take. They think I want a catfish. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I thought the same thing for a second. Don't it was <laughs> like when Paul thought the having a computer with Predator on it meant he was a child predator. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" The first thing I think of is the fucking Predator. Yeah, we, sometimes like we spend so much time online, we get it, these terminally online takes. It fucking has ruined us. And it takes a normal person who doesn't spend so much time online yeah. to be like, "No, that's not no, what normal that's, people that's think." Dumb. Yeah. Anyway, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you going to rate this episode on a warp scale of 1 to 10? Uh, I'm going to give this a 7.5. Uh, maybe a 7. I'd go down to a 7. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's okay. It's good. It, it, it was long. Like, I halfway through, I was like, this is a really long episode. Like, I felt like it dragged. Um, the part with the shipyard is cool. Uh, I like when they eat the soup. (laughs) (laughs) Action-packed soup eating. Yeah, I like when they, Picard does the thing with Gowron, like he out-Klingons him. Like, that's kind of fun. Uh, other than that, it's really slow. That's fair. I mean... And it's a a tease, and like, that's fine, but I already know what happens, so... Well, uh, I think... Usually, I'm the one who gives an episode a lower score. I think yeah. that's how it goes, but not this time. I'm giving it an eight. Damn, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving it an eight because uh, I mean, I think people can figure out by now. I'm a pretty big fan of Mark Leonard's performance as Sarek. Yeah, that's very good. Yes, like I've uh, I've always been a big fan of Mark Leonard as an actor in Star we- Trek, like as the Romulan captain in um, yeah. Balance of Terror, he's mm-hmm. fucking incredible, and he's always incredible as Sarek as well. We didn't even talk about the first Star Trek dick shot and when he's on the table. <laughs> yeah. And you see <laughs> full on Vulcan bone, dude. You see the you see the bone through the the fucking hundred and ninety year old bone through Damn. the dressing <laughs> gown. He really liked being free. His bone was like, yeah. It seems like he could have been wearing underwear, but whatever. I um, feel like this could bu- bump it up to any for the bone. <laughs> the bone alone is bumping the it. The bone up. alone. 
That's the pull quote for this episode. The bone alone makes it an eight. <laughs> Put it on the cover of the book. The the novelization I'm being forced to write at the same time. <laughs> oh, God, it's going to be a rough month for you. <laughs> it already is, buddy. <laughs> Too late. But um, the like Mark Leonard's performance really elevates it, and uh, I feel like it's, it is chintzy to have yeah. him killed off off screen or else You're... I'd give it a higher score. You're bringing it back. I appreciate it. I'm bringing it. back Chintzy. Yeah, mean Groucho from the grave. You sure you're not watching Yellow Jackets? It takes place in 96. And oh. there's all kinds of 1996 going on. I do need to watch <laughs> Yellow Jackets. I've been meaning to watch that for a while. And now that we've been... Uh, now that Showtime has been foisted upon us... Yeah. Forced in. As, as yeah, a duo, we, we yeah. can both watch it. Be, you might want to be in a better headspace. So. Probably. It's a little dark. I, I've been thinking about for days, uh, I end up watching something else, but I want to watch The Jerk again. I haven't yeah. seen it for a long ass time. Oh, who were we talking? Was, was I talking about The Jerk with you and Rich? Is that who I was? I don't think so. I was so. just talking about that. That's weird. I don't think so. But Synchronicity. Uh, I want to watch The Jerk soon. Maybe I'll watch Yellow Jackets and The Jerk as like a back to back. This guy hates these cans. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. Uh, the uh, the performance of Mark Leonard. The uh, I don't. Th- I felt like the episode was pretty quick, but I mean, I guess it's all about your uh, like your perspective on it and how how long it takes. Well, I was also high on Riza Tripton with a migraine, so that uh, might have had yeah, something to do that with probably it. Probably factored in at least a little. Time bit. Time was not uh, not working normally for me. I like. I, it's impossible to take this episode by itself entirely for me. No, yeah. Because I know what happens. Yeah. But I really, really love that the secondary story, although it like it feels tacked on in this episode, is so incredibly important for the main yeah. story in the second episode. It's really good how it kind of switches yeah. positions, right? It's a great mystery that like yeah. really pays off. It doesn't feel great in this episode. They just blow it up and they're like, oh, God. But it makes a ton of sense in the second yeah. episode, and it works excellently. So, yeah, I'm going to give yeah. this an 8. Uh, I do like how we get, like, next episode we get Data and Spock. Oh, that's and a great get, back and forth. I feel yeah. like it could have been longer, but... We get some good Sela, some Sela action going on here. This is her introductory episode, the next one after, after yeah. this. yeah. It's and good. Uh, it's it's really great to have Tasha Yar's actress Denise Crosby come back yeah. for the role. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense timeline wise. No, but they do again. I know I'm a broken record, but they explain it way better in uh, Star Trek Online. Man, well, Sela's a really important character in that game, and it's it works. It just works. They explain <laughs> it away in this next episode as well, and I mean it 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 fits the timeline somewhat of the destruction of the enterprise b c c yeah c you're right the enterprise c it it like Mm. fits that timeline pretty well but like boy does it just like the writers of star trek hate denise crosby as tasha yar so much they were like fine you never get to play her again (laughs) yeah you don't get to play her again and also she becomes a sex slave yeah to a horrible despot there's a uh, what do you call it? There's a quest, a mission, an STO where you go to this like jungle planet 
and you find her bones. Oh my she, like, god! She gets like abandoned. Like there's like a they, like her ship crashes and the guys like who's her like baby daddy or whatever like dies and you have to like find her and it's it's pretty it's pretty sad like it's really sad. Natasha yeah, like, Yar had a horrible life. And yeah, she joined got fucked. Starfleet and then eventually had another horrible life. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, no, we thought O'Brien had to suffer. I'm not sure yeah. his suffering had anything on Tasha Yar's suffering. And that guy was in a brain jail where he fucking lost his best friend. Well, he did murder his best friend. Spoilers. Yeah, well, that that might happen to my best friend. <laughs> feel feel bad for Rich. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll just be playing Tetris the whole time. <laughs> He's oh, your best you friend when uh, Star Wars spinoffs about characters I don't care about come up. Uh, we sure. only talked about it that long because we I was for sure certain that it was going to suck. And it yeah, did, I mean, and then it didn't. Like that's Everybody's experience with it is it was like far better than it had any right to be. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I can't bring myself to watch it. I feel like, um, wait till the final season, like the second season comes out, and then just watch them together, honestly. I feel like that's going to be the case. I so. wish I watched more stuff. Like, I'm not, like, sitting in a room, like, staring at the paint dry. I'm not whittling or whatever. Like, yeah, you're playing Tetris, when I have the time... video game equivalent of whittling. True. But, no, when I have time to... It's the only game on my phone that, doesn't, that like, still works, because I haven't <laughs> downloaded a game in, like, eight years. But, uh... Um... I watch stuff when I have time, but I, I'm, like, constantly working to try to not die, unfortunately. Well, you're also married, and, like, when you're married, um... You have to watching wait to things watch stuff together. complicated, yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine for some stuff. Uh, other stuff we just never end up watching. Well, yeah, because you're kind of both... It's like you're both waiting for the person to be like, hey, we should watch this, right? Yeah. Well, the, I will it's, say the yeah. stuff we don't end up watching is stuff that like neither of us is really that excited about watching, so we just never sort of bring it up. That's Yeah, that's why it's complicated. Like you're, you're, You've got several different opinions working at the same time, right? You know, yeah. It's, like, it's I'm just kinda, I kind of want to watch it. She sort of wants to watch it. Yeah. Like, neither of us wants to put the time in. So we if just I end do up not that, doing it. Like, if I do that, I just... Uh, I, I turn it off if I don't like it. And I'm like, whatever, I'm done. Like, I don't have to... I have a really hard time with that. I don't. Because uh, there's a lot of bad shit yeah, that looks absolutely. good. There's a lot of pigs with lipstick going on right now, right? <laughs> True. True that. <laughs> Jolon Trudad. Jolon Trudad. <laughs> we need to make Jolon Trudad a thing. We need to bring. We need to bring back saying "Mama Mia" with no accent or inflection. Mama Mia. Mama Mia. <laughs> it's so hard not. To say it, it really is. <laughs> Even when you get the mama out, you want to go Mia. Exactly. It's your throat is fighting you. Your throat is like Italian. Yeah, it's gotta be racist. <laughs> Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Anyway, again, I'd like to thank everybody for the Trek Boy Pride pledge drive. We brought in a ton of money for the uh, Trevor Project this year, and we couldn't be happier to be supporting our LGBTQIA plus listeners and uh, also not listeners. I guess they can. Yeah. Uh, 
Hell yeah. No, I mean, I mean it, I mean it. And uh, I'd like to thank all of you for making it such a gigantic success. Thank you so much. We're going on, like, every year this thing's getting bigger, so that's it's getting really bigger good. by 15 bucks every that's, year. That's fine, man. What, as I long mean, as I, it beats it, I'm psyched, man. I don't care about how much it is. I know everyone, like, we, like Jeff and I know, like, God, we, we know everyone's having a rough time. Man. Yes. That you can even donate anything is great, so thank you. Yeah, we appreciate each and every one of you for uh, for taking part. It means a lot to all of us. Yep. Um, you know what might also mean a lot to all of us, Josh? Uh, go follow us on stuff. Well, uh, I was talking about... Raiden, re- yeah, Raiden review us on iTunes and whatever the hell else we're on. I know Stitchers leave. Stitchers done. They're done. Stitchers the out. We were. I don't know if yeah. we were ever on Stitcher. We're on a lot of streaming either. services that I didn't put us on. Yeah, there's sort of like <laughs> streaming services that like aggregate podcasts. Yeah, and I don't know which ones. We're on a lot of those. We're on Tour the Dark Web, I believe. <laughs> oh God. We're. Uh, <laughs> That's not good. We're on. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Spotify. We're on. Um, the place where we SoundCloud, we're on there. Uh, yeah, we've actually gotten two new reviews. Oh shit! Are you reading them or am I? I'll read them. Actually, we only right. got one. Okay. I, we already read the other one. I just realized we got okay. a review from M zero six hundred. Might be Mo 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 six hundred. Most Moby could be Moby Mobu. Yeah, Mobu, sorry. Uh, it's entitled, Listen to this podcast now! Damn, do it. Have I left a review here already? Inconsequential. What matters is that you, the person reading this, knows that this podcast is absolutely worth listening to. It's funny and insightful with a great flow to the conversation. Enjoy. Yeah. Five stars. Damn, that's awesome. That fucking rules. Thanks, Mobu. And we've read every review we've gotten on the show, so if you want your review read, you better fucking write it. Oh, man, we're on, um... We're on, what's it called, too? Oh, shit. We're on iHeartMusic, which I find really strange. PocketCast is what I use now. We're on PocketCast. That's an aggregator. But iHeartMusic is supposed to be like... It's like a paid service, and our podcast is on there. And we're not making any I'll, money from it. I was going to ask, are we getting paid? No. Fuck, dude. I need to get fucking paid. And you know, if you would like to get us paid and laid, you can head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar, you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers of every episode art I've made for the show, and access to a Discord full of you fellow Trek boys with which to Trek wit. Trek with your boys. Trek with your boys. That's the only place you could trek with your boys online at this point. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit more money, a little bit more support, you get access to other podcasts we do, like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit. And uh, for a little bit more money than that, you get access to our commentary track series, with uh, which we do um, tons of great films. Jeff and Josh talk over movies. Uh, we yeah. had a vote just recently to yeah. see what movie we're going to be doing, and I'm signed into the wrong Patreon, so it's, it's going to take... RoboCop. Yes, you're right. It is RoboCop. So I'm excited, because I'll watch RoboCop, like, any old fucking time. Yeah, absolutely. RoboCop... Especially the director's cut where all the dicks get shut off. 
<laughs> RoboCop, one of my favorite movies, everybody knows, so I'm really fucking excited to talk about it. Perfect. Uh, we'll be doing that soon. I don't know when. Again, yeah, my life we'll is in shambles out. right now, so yeah, we'll figure it out. So, yeah. uh, follow us on Twitter while that still exists, at uh, Podcast. Maybe we'll download the correct threads next time. Um, you can follow each of us on Blue Sky. Yeah, we're on Blue Ski. We have uh, we both just have our names, right? Yeah, we got our. I was excited. I was like, oh, "Fuck yeah!" I'm, fuck you, other Josh Henderson. Exactly. You fucking pretty ass fuck. <laughs> Josh is Josh Henderson dot Blue Sky dot com. I think. Yeah, yeah. And I'm jeffpennington.bluesky.com. So you can follow us on there if you're not a dirty peasant and you've been given the keys to the kingdom to join up. <laughs> what a dumb idea. What a, yeah, exactly. Says what the guy the f- who got the fucking keys like less than a week ago. Well, like, it's uh, I had to like... I had to do terrible things to get them, so... <laughs> I had fucking so many jizzes in my mouth. Well, you you should have asked me nicer. Anyway, I hated um, every second of it. I hope it doesn't happen again. Uh, we'll see you after the podcast. Wink, wonk. Wink, uh, wonk. If you need any more information about the podcast, including uh, links to where you can buy merchandise and an entire uh, file of every episode we've covered on the show, you can find that at mclasspodcast.com. No spaces, no dashes. Cool. Uh, Thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find Vitizen anywhere better music is sold. And uh, you can check out all of his music at vitizen.cardwith2rs.co. Do it. He's great. I do believe that this is the end of M-Class Podcast episode 4 billion. Whatever which one this is. Oh, God. We'll be back in two weeks with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye.
I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.